0: say the game is getting old, Monday morning and your coffee's cold, life is not what you want it to be. You need Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and oh my goodness, do we have a great show for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot tell you how excited I am for today's show. I know I'm excited about every show. It's kind of what I do in my my career and in my life here, but I would tell you what today is so super special. It is none other. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen. It's none other world number one expert number one best-selling author of relationships all over the world with over 50 million copies sold ladies and gentlemen he's coming to the show his name is dr john gray yes that dr john gray he wrote men are from mars women are from venus and he has got his latest book which is called beyond mars and venus oh my gosh ladies and gentlemen let me just tell you something This book is a game changer. I have actually applied many of the principles that John talks about in this book with my wife and our marriage. And can I tell you something? It works. (laughs) It sure does. It works. It is fantastic. You're going to love him. You're going to love what he does. You're going to love his book. I'm going to tell you it's an eye-opener for every relationship. I don't care where you're at. I don't care if it's a marriage, if you're dating. I don't care if it's work relationships. I don't care if it's your children. The idea of what he's talking about here is absolutely fundamental to understand how we can do better and have a next level relationship here in the complex world that we live in. But before we get to John real quick, let's do what we do every week, right? Walk you through your training. You know We're four-part people. We are physical, mental, emotional, spiritual people. And you know what? You have to be in training every day. As the Special Operations Forces guys have told us who've been on this show, whether they've been Navy SEALs, Green Berets, or Delta Force, they've said the exactly same thing. When you're under stress, when you're under pressure, when you are exhausted, you don't rise to the occasion, you fall to the level of your training. And so we have to be in training in these four areas of our life. Because that is the only way that we are going to be at our best when we are exhausted, when we are under pressure. And by the way, folks, we're in a pandemic. We're under pressure every day, right? Whether you want to realize it or not, this is why our training becomes so much more important in today's world, right? So physically, let's let's look at the physical number. I'm going to heavy you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable. My training is just awful. 10, man, my training is so good, right? What do I mean by physical? What I mean is f- these four areas your exercise regimen how would you say you're doing your training exercise right how is your diet how is the fuel this the fuel that you're putting into your body is a good fuel bad fuel or junk fuel right because you know we you know what you put in what you're gonna get out then how, how about your sleep right because here's the other part of it right if you're not getting the right amount of sleep if you're not sleeping enough right that's gonna that's gonna hurt you physically and then the fourth part is hydration. Right, folks, I know that we drink a lot of water and I mean, drink a lot of other things outside of water, but that's not the point. The point is to be drinking water and hydrate, it is so important to not only your body and your skin, but also we've got these 5,000 neurochemicals running around in our brain. And you know what? Water actually helps balance all that stuff out inside there in those hundred billion, you know, little synaptic clefts that we have running around in our brain, right? So, how would you rate yourself on a scale of one to ten, right? Five being average, all right? That's your first number. Second number is your mental number. And when I mean mental training, I'm talking about what are you doing to be actively in your knowledge, your wisdom, your understanding and growth physically and and, and personally and professionally. Right. I mean, I'm talking about active participation here. I'm not talking about sitting down and let something come at you. I'm talking about like literally sitting down and reading a book and growing your mind. I'm, I'm literally talking about, you know, Being an active participation, I had a friend who is, he's in his 50s and he said to me, he said, you know what? I'm going to grab a guitar. I'm going to learn how to play the guitar. What a great thing to expand your mind. Both your left brain and your right brain get to work, right? Don't be a mental loafer, right? Don't be lazy and try to just let things come at you. Be active in your participation. So if you could say on a scale of one to 10, how you are doing being active in your participation mentally, what score would you give yourself? All right. Now you have two numbers. Third number is the the emotional number, and I'm only going to look for two areas. We can go into all sorts of things about emotional quotients, emotional intelligence, and things like that, but here's what I'm looking for. One, how well are you able to control your emotions when you're under stress? That's the first question, right? By the way, you know, everybody's running around with a mask and, and, and things right now. You go into a store. Here's a perfect example. You go into a grocery store. You're in a hurry, and all of a sudden, the person in front of you forgets their bill of as they're paying for a, a bunch of groceries. How well are you able to control your emotions in that instant? All right. That's so it's emotional controls first. And Then the second piece is how well are you able to tap into and understand and have the grammar to understand the emotions of others? Going beyond empathy, really understanding, really having a grasp of grammar. I, I I suggest to you, guys especially, really, would you just Google up, you know, like emotional grammar? You you will see these little faces of all the different types of uh, emotions, the, the variations within emotions. We're just not angry, sad, and happy, right? The, the variations are so great, and when we understand those variations, it just helps us understand others. By the way, it doesn't matter if it's in your personal relationship or your business relationships. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say you're doing in your emotional part of your life? And then finally, the fourth area, the spiritual area, right? There's an old saying that says, you know what? Being spiritual isn't going to church and thinking about kayaking. Being spiritual is going kayaking and thinking about God. You know what? Here's the real truth. The truth of the matter is we're all spiritual. We all believe in something. I don't care what it is. You believe in something. You have faith in something about how you believe and how this world operates. That's faith, I don't care what it is, right? The question then becomes, if that's what you believe in, how's that working for you? Is it giving you the sense of peace, the sense of joy in the midst of chaos that you hoped it would give you? Because if it's not doing that, then it's not working. So whether it's God, whether it's meditation, whatever it may be for you, how is that working for you? And then what do you got to do to change it? Those are the four areas of your life, right? And so you have four numbers. Think of those four numbers as the four legs of a chair. If those four legs of the chair are out of balance, you know what? So is your posture, which means so are you. By the way, if the chair is too low, you can't sit at a table and eat healthily. And that makes things difficult for you as well. And that brings me to my next guest, Dr. John Gray. Uh, he really doesn't need any introduction, but he is the number one bestselling relationship author of all time. He is the author of over 20 books, including the New York Times' number one bestselling relationship book entitled, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. His books have sold over 50 million copies in 50 different languages around the world. He is leading international uh, recognized expert in the fields of communication and relationships. His unique focus is assisting men and women in understanding, respecting, and appreciating their differences. John's advice can be easily used to improve relationships at home and the workplace. I did it, folks. This, this, This is not something, this is not something part of his bio. I'm telling you, ask my wife. Those of you who know, her, if this stuff doesn't work, it works. Uh, John Gray is a popular speaker on the National International Lecture Circuit and often appears on television and radio programs to discuss his work. He has made his guest appearances all over. Oprah, Dr. Oz, Good Morning America, Today Show, CBS Morning Show, Fox of Friends, Good Morning New York, Larry King Live, CNN Company, many other. Listen, he's been all over. He has been profiled in major publications all across the United States. And you know what? He joins us today. You can check him out at MarsVenus.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome to the show, Dr. John Gray. John, welcome to A New Direction. Thanks for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for (laughs) inviting me and for your intro. I'm so inspired by everything you say. You know, people don't realize how important it is to resonate with somebody who's motivated. Motivation is so important in those four areas. It was such a key. I just finished my workout with my trainer. (laughs) If I didn't have him, I would not have the muscles I have. He pushes me to the max. And then I feel great. If people could just understand the importance of someone who's been there, who does it, who's an example. And I see that you are. And I'm just so impressed. Thank you, Jay.
0: Thank you so much, John. John, I love the book. Uh, Let's dig right into it here. And one of the things is that you talk about right away in the book is our world has changed. Uh, When my dad and mom got married, your dad and mom got married, uh, everybody stayed in their lane, so to speak, right? (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, Right? I mean, dad worked, mom stayed at home. And you have a very specific thing that you talk about here is rolemates versus soulmates, because that's what's changed for us here. So help people understand some of the differences that we have now in today's world. Going from role mate to soul and how that changes our relationship dynamic.
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's a simple definition of soul mate. The term's been around for a long time, but it's somebody in the old days, it was somebody who completes you. And what I want to say is it's somebody that inspires you to grow in emotional fulfillment, emotional fulfillment, being in love. You know, when I travel around the world, everybody, every country I go to, 200 different countries, I say, okay, what do you want me to talk about? What are the big issues? And we vote on them. It's always how to sustain the passion in a relationship. Now, my parents had a great relationship. They stayed in each other's lanes, they had harmony, they had comfort, they had ease, but the passion went away and everybody expected it to. That was called the honeymoon period and it goes away. So practically speaking, he does his job, she does her job. Today, everything has changed. Why do people want passion? Because it's possible, one, and two, the challenge in relationships is that as men uh, as men marry women and women are more not traditional in terms of the 50s and 60s, but they're going over to their male side, they're making male hormones that reduces their female hormones. And so what they need is more romance, more communication, and when they get that, their their estrogen levels, the female hormones begin to increase and they feel a higher level of passion, which is when you have both masculine and feminine, you get that passion. And you talking today, all that passion that you express, that's being on your male side, which, we, which is testosterone. That's confidence. That's confidence. That's service. It's making a difference and it's commitment. Those are our male qualities. Many women both have those qualities and now we're free to find both of them and express both of them. And also you love your work. You can see it. You get off on it. You're happy doing it. It's enjoyable. It's You love it. And you love the people you're caring for. Love, happiness, joy, those are produced by female hormones. And what we all have the opportunity to experience today is a balance of both. The problem is that our culture makes it free for women to go to their male side, men to go to their female side, but it doesn't teach us how to find that balance. So women get overwhelmed on their male side, need help getting back to their female side, and men need a new job description, which is how to help her get back to the female side and then both people are happy. So and this
0: is this is really quite interesting because you also say here too, you know, it's this is not just a psychological issue. This is a biological issue.
1: Yeah, this that is we purely need.
0: biology, purely biology. Yeah, and because we, we need to get past this idea that, oh, that somehow we're just exactly this. We're not. Our biology makes us different and our hormones it, that we produce, because you even make the point here that, you know, males produce 10 to 30 times more testosterone than women. And, you know, at, at the far end, of course, of the testosterone uh, sec- spectrum, and then women produce at least 10 times more estrogen, right? the The
1: key factor there, Jay, is men need to make 10 to 30 times more testosterone. Otherwise, their stress hormones increase. And women need to make 10 times more estrogen compared to a man. Otherwise, if her estrogen is lower than that, her stress hormones are high. And you started out by talking about training it's all about training and training is all about repetition of what you want to achieve and be and that grows neural pathways in the brain repetition 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 so it becomes automatic because as you said when stress levels go up and we're all under stress we automatically go to our training we no longer have free will or choice we automatically go to training that's a function in the brain that when stress levels go up blood flow stops to the prefrontal cortex, which is where we're in control and we don't, we can create new training in the front part of the brain. We have choice, we have free will, but as soon as stress levels go up, the brain goes into prioritizing your training. And guess where our training came from? Our parents, when we were six to, from zero to seven years old, babies, children are in a theta brain state. That means you're in a state of hypnosis. So they're completely absorbed by the culture, by their parents' reactions, by their parents' feelings. And where did their parents get their training? From their parents and their parents and their parents. So it goes back. So we have a lot of primitive reactions which automatically occur and we can start retraining our brain to have the reactions that work and the patterns of behavior that work. But we have to know what works. And that's why this book is so cool. It helps us to realize for men how to keep those testosterone levels up what women can do to help you out and for women, what they can do to keep their estrogen levels up and what men can do to help you out.
0: Yeah. I think, I think people have a misconception and you do such a beautiful job of writing about this in the book is that, you know, of course we have this thing called behavioral endocrinology now, where we understand that our hormones don't just work one way. They don't just affect our moods. You know, the hormone doesn't change, affect our mood. We can actually be doing things that affect our hormones.
1: Yes. Yes. Very important.
0: Right. And and it's really important for people, I think, to grasp that. And this really important here in your book because I think it's the crux of everything that you say is that, you know, like my wife owns her own business, right? So she has she makes pretty much every decision on her own. Yes. She's independent. She's detached. She's the problem solver. She has to be tough. And those are a- all
1: those, all those behaviors stimulate testosterone. Right. So
0: so I I think we need to kind of discuss this a little bit that we need to understand that you know how do we get men and women to understand that what we do largely influences which hormone we're we're actually influencing
1: this might be the first book ever written that focuses on that based upon a collection of research for example you look at one of the first things that we saw many years ago is when a man's football team is winning, his testosterone goes up. He's just sitting there, but his testosterone goes up. And as when, when his team is not winning, his testosterone goes down. So a winning attitude, which I summarize as being confident. When you're being faced with challenges and you're confident, your testosterone goes up. So logically speaking, if a woman wants to know how to pump her husband up so he has more to give to her, is she would say things, to become more mindful about saying things like, what a good idea. Well, that was so helpful. I feel like giving you a hug. I'm so glad you're here. That makes so much sense to me. Whenever you use just those three phrases, women can remember, that's a good idea. That makes sense. <laughs> right. And you're right. Whatever they say you're right, your testosterone will go up. And the good news about this is that whenever a man's testosterone goes up, his stress levels go down, and he's able to feel more his love for her and love opens us up to selfless behavior. So when a man is most romantic, for example, his testosterone is the highest. You know that time when a man is kneeling before a woman to pledge his love, his testosterone is double, it doubles. That's when he's feeling in love. And you know that as well as in the bedroom when his heart opens fully, his testosterone levels temporarily double. So this is like a really important insight to have. And women, on the other hand, when they feel safe and cared for and understood, their estrogen levels go up. And this you can glean right away. And then I find more research. But when a woman goes to a doctor, for example, and says, I'm dependent on you for help, her estrogen levels will go up. When women come to me as a counselor and want my help, just being in the room asking for help and they trust that I can give it to them, their estrogen levels go up. That's why if you see in all the old novels, the woman is like in need of help and the man comes along and rescues her, then she feels like, oh, I could trust you, you're my man. (laughs) And so therefore her estrogen levels double and she falls in love. So bonding happens between men and women when women's estrogen levels double and bonding happens from a man to a woman when his testosterone doubles. So this is so interesting. And for all of us as married, couple, as married people, we know that we have times where we're just deeply in love and times where you know, where we're business-like and so forth and we're good friends, but that passion isn't there. But all you have to do is know what are the behaviors and the ways of interacting in your life and with your partner to double your hormones, testosterone for men, estrogen for women, and you can come back to feeling in love. And that's what we want to do is come back, come back to that loving feeling again and again through relationships.
0: His name is Doctor John Gray. The book is entitled Beyond Mars and Venus. Yes, it is that Doctor John Gray. He did write, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's him. Yeah, it is. And you're listening to him here on, a, yeah, you are. You're listening here on New Direction. Uh, so one of the things that you really discuss here in terms of in terms of understanding how this happens, and and I thought maybe we could do a little example because you do give examples in the book you know, let's take my wife. Uh, she, you know, owns her own company. She has to make her own decisions. So it, it, as we're talking about that and we talk about her, so here she is all day at the office. What's happening to her hormonal levels at the office at that time for that whole day?
1: Two different things. One is her testosterone is going up. Now, her estrogen levels are not being produced unless she's really having a good time and she's stress-free and she feels she's very much supported by others and she doesn't have to make decisions all on her own, but she feels support and buffers. That's, that's the ideal setting, right? Which life doesn't always give us that. However, if she has a personal relationship outside the workplace where she goes to work, she's making testosterone, If she knows I anticipate going home to my wonderful husband, who's gonna greet me with a smile and a hug, be attentive to me for a little while and give me the support I need, then just anticipating coming home to her husband or her partner who's gonna produce the estrogen will start making the estrogen already while she's at work. So that's the good news. A woman could be in a very stressful job where she doesn't feel backup, but she anticipates I'm coming home to warm and fuzzies someone who's there for me, and I don't have to do it all on my own, but they're there. Then that anticipation can be producing estrogen in her body while she's busy at work, which is stimulating testosterone.
0: His name is Dr. John Gray. The book is entitled Beyond mars and venus and you're listening to him here on a new direction hey folks you know what i have two great sponsors right epic physical therapy and linda craft and team realtors i talk about them all the time but literally epic physical therapy just opened up another location yeah that's right they really did listen they work with professional athletes seriously from all over the world to people who are just having a little problem you know just getting around you know, I mean, look, if you're having, if you haven't like an injury, yeah, and, and maybe had post-surgery and you don't know what to do and where to go, or maybe you just want to just move better, right? Because you've kind of been slack. Guess what? The folks at Epic Physical Therapy will provide you with a customized treatment plan tailored to your individual needs. With their experience at rehabbing young athletes and elite professional athletes, look, they really do understand the need to treat the entire body as a functional whole, Right not just your symptoms or your injury. So when you're ready for your epic relief, your epic recovery, and your epic results, don't look any further. Just start with epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Crafted Team Realtors, you know what? For over 35 years, Linda has been at the top of her game when it comes to real estate. (laughs) Wow, why does she do that? Well, she understands the power of relationships and memories. You go, what? What does that have to do with real estate? Well, first of all, memories are made in a home, right? We all remember our grandmother's home. We all remember the times that we had there, right? We all remember that. The home, that our first home that we ever had, we can still remember it, right? Those memories are powerful and they're important to us. She understood that. She also understood that relationships, far more than anything else are the most important thing when it comes to doing the real estate business because it is people to people ultimately, right? So when you're ready to talk to somebody who really understands the power of the memories that you've built in your home and that you want somebody who really understands you and has wants to have a relationship with you then you know if you got to sell your home or buy your home don't look any further go to Craft at team realtors you can learn more by going to LindaCraft.com. that's l-i-n-d-a c-r-a-f-t dot com and we're back here on A New Direction with Dr. John Gray and his book, Beyond Mars and Venus, Relationship Skills for Today's Complex World, How to Take Your Relationship to the Next Level. So, so John, when we, when we, before we last left, we were talking about the woman who works at home, and works, has her own job or is working at a job. And by the way, you also make a point to say that some jobs produce more testosterone than others. If you're an attorney or maybe you're a real estate person. You know, I, I think probably that fits into that mold too, that you're probably producing more testosterone in those type of jobs, especially where you are taking on a lot more of the masculine qualities. So the woman comes home to her partner, right? Let's say me, right? The, she comes home to me. Uh, and um, I've had a long day at work, John. I I've been very busy and man, it's been just a rough day. Right? Who complains first <laughs> or what do we need to
1: do here? Well, what I suggest, and this is was a big item in the Men from Mars book is ideally men take some time in their cave, just time to be quiet, not having to interact with their family as much. The children sometimes invade you and that's okay. But that feeling of responsibility, you've been responsible all day, that is using up your testosterone and literally doing something to relax for just 20 minutes or so is going to rebuild your testosterone. If you go right into a lot of interacting with your wife, you love her, you care about her, that's going to raise your estrogen at a time when you need to rebuild your testosterone. Now, the flip side of this is what she needs. This is where we have, we tend to be at odds. She's had a stressful day. If she feels safe, she's often want to talk about her day with you. Oh, this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. And so that's her need to produce estrogen. When women talk about what's bothering them and their feelings, it produces estrogen. If men talk about what's bothering them, it produces test, it produces estrogen as well. So the best thing is for men to keep quiet, take some time. And sometimes if you get good at this, just simply give your wife a hug first right away and say, what's going on? How's your day? And listen, and as long as you don't talk much, you're actually be rebuilding your testosterone if, if you're aware that you're helping her. See, most men don't know that by just listening, just being present with her and asking some questions, what questions to ask, I might give men some direction here. It's kind of like, well, what do you say? Just keep it simple in the beginning. Help me understand that better. When she says, something, oh, tell me more about that, or help me understand that better, or what else? And just be paused and something more will come out. If something more doesn't come out, it's usually because she feels a little embarrassed or afraid to talk to you. That means she doesn't feel safe. And that's, that takes time for many couples, for the woman to feel comfortable revealing everything inside. Why? Because so many times a wife will talk about what's bothering her, what's going on, and the man will go, oh, that's ridiculous. Or why are you upset about that? Mm. Or you shouldn't do this. You should have done that. Or, you know, the first time I tried this when I married my wife 34 years ago, she was complaining about her job and she works hard. She said, she was talking about the the problems with the computer and the people and whatever. And I said, you know, honey, you don't have to do that. Quit that job. As if that was some advice that was gonna help her. And she said, John, I know I can quit that job. I love my job. It's just frustrating sometimes. I just wanna talk about it. I said, okay. And so that's where one of the key ideas of Mars Venus is learning to listen without having to fix things and solve things and get trusting, she'll get through it. She'll work through it unless she very specifically says, well, what do you think I should do Mm. about that? And even when she does that, I will say, well, help me understand it better because the more women can talk about things that are bothering them, their stress level will go down if you don't try to interrupt with fixing things. Mm. Fixing things produces testosterone Indulging and sharing what's going on inside produces estrogen, which is why 90% 90 of people who come to therapists, talk therapy are women because women immediately notice the benefit. If I just kept asking you questions about your day, you're gonna say, and I'm paying for this.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing that is, I think is so counterintuitive for most men is because we are such problem solvers, and, and it's a natural part of our side of our masculine piece. Is that every time we hear a problem, uh, we kind of want to go into superhero mode.
1: Yes, we're we're like firemen. Every problem is a fire, and you got to put it out right away. <laughs> right? And, and, and that's why if we get this knowledge in our head that actually putting out the fire the way you do it is by not putting water on it, but by giving it giving it more attention. Right. give her attention. Right. And, and so it's a matter of getting it in your head and in practicing. And then you get a new training, you get a new pathway and women can help with this. All right. Here's how my wife helped me. So so much of what I do, really, I grew in my relationship with Bonnie. And one day she was talking about some things that were bothering her. And part of it had to do with me, which made it even harder to listen. And so she's going on and it's going on. And I'm just sort of listening and my posture's bent over and I'm sort of like getting tired. And she said to me, John, I know this is hard for you. I know it seems like there's nothing being accomplished, but I want you to know just my being able to share this, I'm sorting it out inside so I can feel better. So mm-hmm. something good is happening. And as soon as she said that, I went, okay, I'm good for another 10 minutes. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so true though. I was telling you before the show started that I I was having this moment with my wife and we had dinner and, and we had dinner together and we were just kind of cleaning up some of the bigger dishes and I'm kind of washing and she's standing there and she's telling me about, I'm just for, for the probably for the real I'm, I'm really being intentional that I am going to listen. And not only am I not going to respond by not fixing something, but I'm truly going to listen with, with with an authentic wow how did that make you feel or so what did you do then so you know right I mean I was being real authentic because I was really trying to be really interested in what she had to say right I mean I took an active interest and here we are we're just finishing up the dishes and she's talking talking and she's going on about what's going on today and literally I put down the last dish on the drying towel and literally, she comes and gives me a hug and says, "I feel so close to you." I was like, "Why didn't I read this book?" Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> why did it take me 22 years to read this book? <laughs> right? I mean, it's like I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It was like literally, it fell out because she just needed to get out her day. Yeah, process it yeah and we just don't we don't operate so well that way
1: well men don't instinctively understand this because often when we're stressed about something or what our mind does it says well what can i do about it if there's nothing i can do about it then what's the solution temporarily forget it hey there's nothing i can do about it so let it go so we have a lot of problems during the day that aren't fully solved and we come home Theoretically, now we have internet, this is a problem, but you come home well, there's nothing I can do about it now, so forget it. Now, some men are losing that ability because psychology is telling men to express all your feelings. But if you express your feelings of the day, you're actually making estrogen, you're not rebuilding your testosterone. And many women often will sense, I can't share my feelings if he doesn't share his feelings. So women will approach us, tell me about your day, what are you feeling, what's going on? And a guy will say something like nothing it's okay no big deal and then she'll feel oh it's not safe for me to share what's going on mm. so a lot of women don't even know that they have a need your wife knows it so that tells me that you're a safe guy but that she could actually share and, and open up with you like that some women don't feel safe to open up and share like that so what they do is so they don't feel the discomfort of needing to share that They go back to what's most familiar and they go to their male side of fixing things. And so their mind becomes overwhelmed. So you'll see this with a lot of women is their discomfort in life, their stress in life, the symptom of not enough estrogen and too much testosterone, this is for women, not enough of the female hormones, too much of the male hormones, the symptom is overwhelm. Oh, I have to do that. 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 Now, I might feel in my life as a man, oh, I've got all these things to do. But if I use my training, which is kind of automatic and easy for men, well, there's nothing I can do about it. So forget it. Manana, I'll do it tomorrow. Right now, I just want to relax and veg out. You you know, my
0: wife will say to me regularly, "I, I am so overwhelmed. Yeah. She comes home. She'll come home from work. I am so overwhelmed. And she will start talking about, you know, you know, maybe different people at work, different situations that have happened at work, her email, right? I, yeah. I can't, I just can't get ahead of email. She,
1: so big. Go ahead. No, I, that's one of the most common symptoms as modern women have become more independent. Their mind goes into having to solve everything and they can't turn it off like we can generally speaking. So here's a study that was done at Harvard where they had uh a man and woman, many, but the study is the woman sits on the couch, the man sits on the couch. And as soon as the woman sits on the couch, they say, now relax. And actually her brain activity increased. And they said to the, and they said to the woman, what, well, what happened? What's going on in your brain? She says, I'm thinking about all the things that I should be doing that I'm not doing while I'm sitting here doing this experiment. Now you ask the man, uh, first of all, you see on the machine, you think it's broken, activity almost stops when he sits down to relax. And then they say, and what are you thinking? He says nothing. And that's really important information for women to get, which is if your husband says, he's not thinking about anything, he's not lying to you. Right. Right. (laughs) And it doesn't mean he doesn't love you. It doesn't mean he doesn't want to share with you, but he shows his love in different ways. And so learning to train ourselves for men is to train ourselves in those settings where she's talking about things, processing, don't speak, but ask questions. And truly, like you said, I'm just going to try to get engaged into what she's saying. Kind of like right. the old uh, Indian phrase, which was, you know, walk a mile in somebody's shoes. And it's it's hard for a man to walk a mile in somebody who wears high heels because you've never worn them. So So it's easy to discount things because you don't really get it. But you said something at the beginning of today when you're talking about our emotional intelligence, learn the vocabulary. Now, this can actually help you as a man stay engaged because, you know, if she's talking about wedding dresses, it's just not going to engage me very easily. And if I'm talking about car engines, it's not going to engage her. You know, there's certain things that just it's hard to hook into. But what can help a man is one to realize I'm giving her something that's really important to help her overcome feeling overwhelmed. Now you're solving a problem. So that helps to get engage you. The second thing that can help to engage you is another another way you can help her. You're asking these questions. And the third way that you're helping her because helping is testosterone. Look what I'm doing for you. Right. Is to use a little emotional intelligence and you don't have to be vast in it. There's three basic uh, emotions to occasionally mention that must be so frustrating. That's the, okay, or That must've made you angry. Okay, frustration, anger, that's like red color. Then there's the blue color. Oh, how disappointing. Oh, I'd be sad too. See, right. disappointment. So, you know, she could say, oh, I was waiting and they didn't do this at all. I said, oh, that's really disappointing. And then it awakens her to a deeper level of what she's feeling. So in a sense, you're penetrating deeper into her, helping her to open up more. And another one was, so what are your concerns? Well, I'd be concerned too. And concern, that's the that's the yellow. So if you had a big big screen TV a long time ago, they used to have these projection screens and they only had three colors. It was like red and yellow and blue. And from those three, you can produce infinite colors. And that's the whole key, which is, you don't have to be a master of emotional intelligence. Star starts focusing on connecting to trying to feel why she has some disappointment. What are her concerns? What's frustrating to her? Why would she be angry? So those are, they, they're just so validating. You know, as a counselor, that's what I do. It keeps me engaged. I don't have to solve the problems because I'm actually solving another problem, which is kind of guiding her to help her see the emotions behind the content. And when women share emotions, bang, we are always more connected. Emotions are connection.
0: Uh, we're talking with Dr. John Gray, author of uh, his most recent book, Beyond Mars and Venus. Uh, and uh, we're discussing how our hormones play a role in, uh, in, in really our relationships and that we don't really understand it very well. And he's helping us grasp a hold of this, uh, the, these concepts. You, you discuss here, uh, speaking of women in work. And I find, because I have seen this more frequently than I care to admit uh, is that some women can actually get addicted to the testosterone.
1: Oh, absolutely. What they're addicted to actually is not the testosterone. Maybe that also helps to produce endorphins, morphine. But a bigger part of it is testosterone primarily gets produced, like for example, when you make a decision. Whenever you make a decision, it's risk and danger. It could be the right decision, the not right decision. Anytime there's risk and danger, dopamine gets produced. Now, dopamine is the addictive brain chemical. So women get over to their male side where they're making decisions. They're having to bottom line it. They're having to make choices. What do I give up here to get there? How do I get there in this amount of time? So not enough time produces dopamine. Well, that's when you're saying I'm overwhelmed. You're basically saying not enough, not enough, not enough. I don't have enough time. I can't get it all done. Well, that's danger. That is dopamine production. And the more, here's a key, the more you verbalize, I can't do this out loud, you're actually growing pathways in your brain. And I teach women how to communicate in different ways without growing pathways that are addictive pathways. Let me give you another example. Uh, make it more clear, complaining. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, you didn't do this. Oh, why didn't you do that? Whenever you use a complaint to, to the person you're complaining to, you're actually growing a pathway of using complaints to get what you want and that becomes your training. So whenever you're not feeling I'm getting what I want, your brain immediately goes to what's wrong that I need to complain about and get more and it amplifies over time. So what we have is these automatic negative thoughts that go around in our brain due to pathways of training ourselves to use negative emotions to get what we want. Let me give you a simple example of that. If I was a monkey and I had no communication skills at all and you stepped on my foot, I go, ow. And if you step on my foot again, I go, ow, ow. I amplify and amplify. And women have a much greater tendency to amplify their complaints, to get attention, to get what they want. But the more you amplify a complaint, not only do you become addicted to it because it produces dopamine, men's reactions quite commonly is to minimize. If you amplify, he has to minimize because that's his function is to analyze things. Is it really a big deal? Is it really a big problem? But I think maybe you're exaggerating it. So he will minimize and she will amplify more. So here's a good technique for women. When you're, if you have a complaint, say, honey, you keep forgetting to do that. Instead, you minimize it. You say, you know, I know so many times you turn the light out, but sometimes you still forget. It's not a big deal, but when you do turn out the lights and I don't have to follow turning on lights, it makes me really happy. And then walk out of the room. It's like learning how to make a request without it being a complaint because complaining becomes habitual. It gets rewarded with dopamine. And then suddenly your mind is filled with complaints. And when you're in a fight or flight reaction, your brain has a 10 times more bias towards looking at the negative. So we have to retrain ourselves so that even when we're under stress, the brain says, okay, I need help. How do I get it? Using my love, using acceptance, using appreciation, asking without demanding. This is all retraining ourselves.
0: It's all. I Listen, you said at the beginning, we got to practice this. This is going to take practice if we're going to retrain, folks. Isn't he awesome? Do you understand why he's number one? Right? I mean, there, there, there's re- there's a reason he's number one because of what he said. It's, his name's Dr. John Gray. The book is entitled Behind Mars and Venus. You're listening to him here on a New Direction. Hey, folks, my two sponsors on a New Direction, Epic Physical Therapy. They uh, their facilities, not facility, offers the most advanced, top of the line equipment. Including the Alter G anti-gravity treadmill, Normatech depression sleeves, the game ready, it's just a few. And you know what? The training is certified in the most comprehensive cutting edge treatments available. Things like uh, blood flow restriction therapy, um, dry needling, which I've had done, which is awesome. Cupping, you've ever had seen the swimmers with the circles on their back where they're manipulating the muscle through the skin, fantastic. Had it done, <laughs> it works. Look, if you're if you're really struggling, if you really want to go and you want to just move better, you want to recover from your injury or surgery. Get your Epic Relief, get your Epic Recovery, get your Epic Results from Epic PT. Just go to epicpt.com. And Linda Crafted Team Realtors, I don't care where you're at in the world, they can help you. Why? Because they're independently owned and operated, and here's the deal. They have been able to establish relationships with the best professionals all over the world, meaning that they're not glued to some company. They actually know the best professionals where you live, and they can help you find the Best professional for you, whether you're selling or buying your home. That's why her clients call her to this day, 35 years later, right? The legend of customer service. <laughs> so listen, when you're ready to sell or buy your home, don't look any further. Go to Lindacraft at Team Realtors. You can learn more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And we're back here on a new direction with Dr. John Gray and his book, Beyond Mars and Venus. John, I want to have you talk about the men's side. <laughs> let's let's I want you to pontificate a little bit about men and estrogen and what really happens, because I don't think we understand ourselves very well.
1: Yeah, men don't. You know, I can say women are more on their male side and everybody goes, yeah, women are more independent. But if I say men are more on their female side, nobody knows what that means. So what it means is more emotion. It also means more playtime, wanting to enjoy your life more. Estrogen is Feminine, is a feminine energy and it's produced whenever you're dependent on something that gives you what you want. So if, you know, if, I'm, if I'm watching a great Netflix movie, actually uh, for a while, my estrogen levels will start to get up particularly if it becomes a, a, a what is it, a, a habit. Now I'm depending upon the TV, my estrogen levels go up. If you're looking at the news, you're kind of addicted to the danger of the news, that gives you a little testosterone spike but because you're so addicted to it, then that's dopamine. I'm sorry, that's, that's also dopamine, but it's estrogen. Whenever you're dependent on something outside yourself for your happiness, for your fulfillment, for your help, when you're the dazmal in distress and someone comes to your rescue, dependence is estrogen producing. So men have to be careful that they're not depending on their wives and their children for their primary source of happiness. They depend on their behaviors to raise their testosterone up. Then they can, de- that raises testosterone, independence raises testosterone. Then you depend on somebody else to bring your estrogen up. And as your estrogen comes up with your testosterone, your testosterone can go higher as they both go up. And that's when you're feeling in love. So Mm -hmm. it's whenever, here's the big aha when people read this book and it's research that's not commonly known because it was more recent. Testosterone does not cause anger. Mm. Most people think men's aggression is testosterone. And actually the aggression comes about when he's got a challenge, his testosterone does rise to meet the challenge, but he doesn't feel confident. If he doesn't feel confident, the testosterone starts going down, the estrogen rises and he experiences emotion and the emotions you feel when your testosterone is low are primarily anger, sadness, guilt, and fear. Fight or fight, fight or flight are commonly seen as the high estrogen emotions, but it's also fake and fold which is, you you know, this is the guy who's kind of like, ah, whatever she says, I'll never get what I want anyway. (laughs) Or he (laughs) pretends, oh yeah, I love you so much, but he does not inside. So these are these reactions that we have that are estrogen producing. What we're seeing today, and I should make note of this, is the younger generation is primarily for males addicted to porn. Addicted to something means you're dependent on that to make you happy. And this is now the research shows that the more dependent you are on porn to experience arousal, the less you're able to get it from a real woman. Mm -hmm. Also, when you do it with porn, your testosterone levels continue to decrease and decrease and decrease. If you do it with someone you love, they will increase unless unless you do it too much. And this is also what happens for newly together couples, they go off on a vacation and they do it so much. Afterwards, his testosterone shrink down and he loses interest in her as opposed to moderation in all things. So one little piece of interest, this is amazing research that Japanese did on young men, 25 years old. So they're bursting with testosterone. When they have sex on Saturday night, afterwards, the next day, their testosterone levels are half they will stay at half for six days. On the seventh day, they will double. If they have sex twice or they have sex with themselves twice, doesn't matter. They're ejaculating. If they ejaculate, it will go down 50% and it takes a full six to seven days to fully recover. And then it doubles. It literally doubles. So in my clients, I teach them abstinence, have sex on Saturday night, then abstain from any sexual release you can be affectionate loving and warming and everything just for the man don't have the sexual release then on the seventh day sex gets better and better and better and you rebuild your testosterone levels that way and it only gets rebuilt if you're just celibate all the time it doesn't get rebuilt either you have to use it and then have it go down wait six days and it doubles and they did this for people for athletic performance they Mm. proved. Their athletic performance improved dramatically with a bur- double burst of testosterone if they abstain from release for six to seven days.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yes, yes, it's amazing.
0: That's amazing because you, I think there's some also some sort of male theory, <laughs> and of course it would come from a male, right? But I think there's this, this manly theory that says, well, the more the more I have sex, the more I am able to, you know, I'm I'm producing more testosterone. But it, it, it really it really is true.
1: Well, look at the statistics in terms of marriage. After seven years, most couples don't have sex, maybe once a month and half don't. This is like crazy stuff that happens. And again, we looked at some of the research that the beginning research that helped me see this. Single men have twice as much testosterone. I said twice, no, I think it's just much higher levels of testosterone than married men. As mm. soon as you actually then committed, once a man commits to a relationship, his testosterone levels will drop. Then he gets married, they'll drop again. Then he has children, they'll drop again. This is not inevitable. I'm 70 years old and mine are 50% higher than when I was a young man. So, But due to the sexual practices and relationships tools, because right. men need to feel, just as a woman needs to feel, I can open up and share with my partner. A man needs to feel that when you come home, your wife is happy to see you. You're like the hero, you know, she's not alone anymore. You're the guy. So she's not coming, you're not coming in and she's saying, you forgot to call me. You know, it's mm-hmm. okay for her to say that, but not when you first come home, it's, we right. should all feel when we come home as this comfort zone where we are, are for men, particularly to raise their testosterone, they need to feel primarily three emotions, appreciation, acceptance. Nobody's trying to fix or change me. Mm-hmm. Somebody appreciates what I provide. And I'm trusted. I'm the guy you can depend on. We're the hero. These, these kinds of love, actually, if a woman feels those kinds of love, her estrogen will go up and his testosterone will go up. The kinds of love that are primary for women are when a man demonstrates caring and consideration, empathy and understanding and respect for her needs as well as his own and the children. So she doesn't feel second citizen. Otherwise her estrogen levels go down. One of the reasons women love being parents, one of the reasons is when you, the children look at you, you're important. That's why women want that commitment. Then you are important. You're not having to compete with other women because if you have to compete, you have to go to your male side. So I'm free of competition. I can come back to my female side. So these are all behaviors that actually strengthen the right hormones inside of us. You know
0: you know what's so interesting about this, John, and you talk about this uh, as well, is that so often we really are magnets, aren't we? I mean, oh, yeah. our, our, our polarizations our polarizations are sometimes just...
1: Well, well, let me tell you the example of it. You described it with your wife. She's talking. You're not talking much. You're just showing interest. What's going on there is by not doing anything, but doing something. Silence is very testosterone producing. You know, when you go fishing and just sit there and not talk, what are you doing? You're rebuilding your testosterone. If you're a meditator, you're quieting the mind, you're forgetting your problems. It's a major testosterone producer. For Mm. women, if they're doing kind of a guided meditation where somebody's guiding them or a yoga class where somebody's telling them what to do, that produces estrogen. So being guided by others produces estrogen. Like old-fashioned dancing where men would lead and women would follow. If you look at these couples, women are in heaven. You know, it's like they're making love because their estrogen levels go up because he knows the right steps.
0: You know, you talk about also that, and I want to just kind of list a few of these Because you talk about some of the most common symptoms of chronic stress in in a man. And I think this is really important for both the guys and the gals to hear when they see these symptoms. You talk about low motivation, apathy, rigidity or stubbornness, anger, irritability, resistance to change, low libido with his wife. And you already talked more likely to be addicted to porn, moodiness, anxiety, despair, aggression.
1: All of those, all of those have to do with elevated estrogen and low testosterone in men. And one other is heart attacks. All heart attacks Mm -hmm. are due to low testosterone in men. Now, you can't say it caused it. You can say it's always there. If you have a heart attack, your testosterone at that time is very, very low. And quite often your estrogen is higher. And that's a factor that you don't hear about. Why? Because giving somebody testosterone doesn't fix it. It's learning how to make it is the solution.
0: I know that your daughter, Lauren uh, and marsvenus.com, right? That's the name of their yep, website, yep. right? I know Mars. that you yeah. And I know that your daughter, Lauren is involved quite a bit and she does a lot of work with women as well. And there was a piece in this book that really got my attention. It was me time, me time, we time, you time. Yeah. Right? And I think. There's something here that I found to be really interesting. My, my wife has a best friend. Matter of fact, they're listening to this show right now as they're driving to go skiing together, right?
1: Oh, perfect.
0: And so they're, they're, they're literally – I know they're watching live. So, um, hey, Beth. Hey, babe. So they're, they're, they're driving down. I found I, their relationship has changed our relationship to be amazing,
1: Yes, yes, because she's getting her her need, another need other than a man in her life fulfilled through friendship. And friendship is part of me time. She's doing something for me that balances her hormones. And what she's doing is either estrogen producing or progesterone producing. Both of those hormones are feminine hormones.
0: I just find it to be absolutely amazing when they're together, just how much better she is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean I, I think we you know as guys you know I don't know I don't know I, I can't but as guys sometimes you know we kind of get together and we're you know it's not always pretty when guys get together because you know we're loud and obnoxious pretty much but it's kind of what we do to bond but yeah. their relationship is far more uh, it's it's just a really it's a it's a rhythm
1: to watch. Well, let me Uh, validate both because I have two men's groups that I've been a part of for over 25 years and hanging out with guys where nobody's judging you all the time. Nobody's going to be hurt by your feelings. You see, that's what guys do. It's sort of a time to be kind of hard on each other, laugh at each other, make fun with each other, compete with each other in various settings. You can do that. Now that produces testosterone. But for women, you might be saying it's more intimate, it's more harmonious, it's more supportive. It, that's what produces estrogen. And so women being together, other women is automatically, if they're not competing with each other, it, or is not competing too much, this estrogen and progesterone producing. And men just hanging out with each other or being on a team or competing with each other is a big testosterone producer.
0: Can I tell you something? We've been on an hour and I have enjoyed hanging out with you. <laughs>
1: Thank you. We'll do it again.
0: I would love to do this again. You have been, I I hope you've had as as good a time as I have. I've had a great
1: time. Oh, yeah. Rarely do my interviewers have read my book. I mean, you've (laughs) underlined the book. You tell me, I I love it. I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've enjoyed, listen, I enjoyed the book. Uh, Listen, I still have, I'm only, I'm I'm only among 37 pages of my notes. So I still have 63 pages to go of notes. So uh, we've got, we've got a long ways to go (laughs) because we didn't even talk about, you know, when women go into menopause and, 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 those type of things, but there's so much more in terms of what we can do in relationships. So John, the show's called a new direction because the goal of this show is to help people find a new direction and success and leadership in their lives, their careers, their business. Uh, you've been with me and you've been a tremendous guest and I know I'm going to have you back, but uh, if you could leave the listeners with a new direction um, from Dr. John Gray, author of beyond Mars and Venus, what would be your new direction for them?
1: Well, one of the new, we talked about a new direction all day, but one thing I want to leave with we didn't cover, I think is very important. And that's during this time of lockdown, where many people are not getting their other other needs that they have met. We tend to put too much on our partner. Think of it like we have uh, five vitamins, A, B, C, D, E, F, all those vitamins. And vitamin D is the relationship vitamin. Now, so you're getting your partner at home, you're getting your vitamin D. But if you don't have all the other vitamins, vitamin D does nothing. If you have all the vitamins except vitamin D, which produced by the sun, and you go out into the sun, you suddenly feel fantastic. So your partner can make you feel fantastic if you have all the other vitamins. So think about your partner's job is only to make you happier. Their job is not to make you happy. Mm -hmm. So if you're unhappy, don't look to them, look to yourself, find your happiness, and from there, You can easily, you'll be much easier to be made happier. That will make him more attracted to you. It will make you more attracted to him. If we're not looking and demanding more from our partners, which tends to automatically happen when we're in a fight or flight state.
0: His name is Dr. John Gray. The book is entitled Beyond Mars and Venus, and he is awesome ladies and gentlemen isn't he listen i can already i can already see people who are all over facebook going man this is so cool this is awesome people all over the world at castbox fm live this is so cool this
1: is so awesome folks share the show go ahead john Jay just mentioned if on facebook uh every thursday 10 o'clock pacific time i do three to four hours of question answers and topics so I, it's, it's, it's mars venus there it's
0: john gray mars venus Yeah, John Gray, Mars, Venus is the Facebook page. I've been there. I've actually watched some of the videos. Oh, they're really good. Thank you. Yeah, they're really, really good. I'm telling you, folks, it's John Gray. That's J O H N G R A Y A Y, and then Mars, M-A-R-S, Venus, V-E-N-U-S, Facebook page. Fantastic, right? By the way, the website's marsvenus.com. And by the way, you can see some of Lauren's blogs as well. Their uh ladies as well and she by the way she is outstanding so thank you,
1: thank you so much i'll tell her she appreciates the positive feedback you know she teaches a woman's only course called uh how to get your me time it's the you time me time we time system because those three different things produce different hormones that women have to make sure they're getting it all
0: i think that's going to be something we're talking about in the next time we do this together okay. yeah Ladies and gentlemen, this is the show. Wasn't he great? Of course he was, right? You know what I say to you every week, right? Be inspired. Because when you're inspired, that means that you can inspire other people. And when they get inspired, they in turn want to inspire others. And that can make this world an amazing place. I'm going to be back here next week with another great guest, another great book, and another great show. And as I say to you every week, ciao, everybody.
1: and the answers don't make sense got to keep your hope alive you got to know you can survive
0: this is your